Welcome to the Cutting Onions Podcast with Bobby Shaw. This is episode 19, and this is a bonus episode. In this podcast, we go back to the 2017 Restaurant Franchising and Innovation Summit, where I talk about the evolution of leadership development, how we develop leaders, and I ask the question, who is developing you as a leader? I hope you enjoy this bonus episode and that it challenges you to look at the topic of leadership development in a new and different way. Enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. So I wanted to spend just a few minutes today to talk about leadership development, which is a topic that I know that we all know a lot about and that we spend a lot of time on in our businesses. The thing about leadership development is that over the years it's evolved. And as we develop leaders today, it looks very different than what it used to. So my journey with leadership development started in 1984 at McDonald's in Blue Springs, Missouri, which probably nobody knows where that is. But, but it's in Kansas City. And I worked for a great franchisee who was really wonderful there, Art Phillips. And he, he was the first real person that took an interest in me and in my development. And I remember when Wanda Ford, who was the GM of that restaurant, saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. I remember when she came to me and said, I think you can be an hourly manager. I remember looking around going, who are you talking to, Wanda? Because it's, it's not me. And she saw something in me, and that really meant a lot to me. So that's really where this all began for me, the journey for leadership development for me. It started way back then. And so what I want to spend some time on this morning is to talk about how you're developing the people around you, but then also, who's the person developing you? Who's the team of people you have around you that's really developing you? Because that's important, and it's not a topic that we talk a lot about. Every company knows it's important that we have to develop leaders. I don't think there's any dispute about that at all. However, when we look at leadership development, it's usually in the context of who we're developing, which is important because we have succession planning, because we have work charts. We know we have open positions that we have to fill. We know we're opening restaurants. It's all really important stuff. But when you look at leadership development, you also have to look at who's also developing you because it's equally important. And for us not to talk about that, I think, is a miss. So I want to spend a few minutes to take these ideas apart this morning and try to think about them in new ways. So before we talk about how we're being developed, I want to talk about how we're developing our teams. So there was an article in October of 2016 in the Harvard Business Review that was really good. It was written by Deborah Rowland. It was a really excellent article. I would really recommend that you look it up. And in this article, she she cited some research that said one in three employees do not trust their employers. And that really caught my attention. And it also said that two and three employees think that their CEOs are too focused on the short game and not on the long-term performance of the business, which I think speaks to what Ellen just said, right? When we don't respond quickly, when we don't take the right corrective action, when we have a crisis, right, it really doesn't do a lot to create confidence in the marketplace. It certainly won't do it with the internal team as, as well. So I would suggest that we might not be providing the right type of leadership to our teams. And certainly why the, while the sky isn't falling and we all have restaurants that are full of people that are working and that are really committed to what we're doing in our mission, I would say that we may not be providing the right type of leadership if one in three employees truly don't trust their employers and two out of three of them think that we're too focused on the short game. 
I would also say that we're probably not receiving the right type of leadership development for us as leaders as well. So when you have this happening, the employees around us, the team that we're building are gonna be much less likely to talk about the company in a positive light and to be able to talk about it in a way that's gonna really engage people to make them wanna come in. So in this article, there was a few things that she highlighted that I thought were really great that are things that we can do to help to develop others. And one of them is we have to make it an experience. I think this is really, really important. And I think about last night, and I think about 10,201 PB&Js right back there, right? That was an actual experience that you're not going to get sitting in this room listening to me or listen to anyone else speak. And that was really important. And certainly there is a classroom element of what we do, and there is some learning that happens there. But I think that what we learn is that when our emotions are engaged in what we're doing, when we're really a part of the experience of what we're doing, that's when the real learning happens. That's when the real change really happens as leaders. And we have to be engaged. And so we can certainly do a little bit of that in the classroom, but I think that we create it by making it an experience. At my time at Chipotle, I spent 10 years there. My time at McDonald's, spent almost 18 years there. It was really in those times when I learned the most were when I was in other people's restaurants that weren't mine. When I had a chance to go in and speak to teams who were really doing a great job in an area that maybe I had some issues in some of my restaurants that I could be better in. So that experience of being a part of a team that would be able to go in and talk to employees that weren't mine, be able to really learn what was working, what wasn't, that was the best experience I could have ever had. And it worked when I was just one unit at McDonald's as a GM, and it worked when I had 200 restaurants at Chipotle, right? It works all the way through that. So when you take the time to really get into the field, and make the learning that you're doing an experience and not the traditional classroom environment, I think it's a win. I think we also have to influence people being and not just doing. And this is an interesting one because in the restaurant world where we measure everything, and we should, and we absolutely should, we lose the art of just being. And as a result, the teams of people that we're developing, they don't learn how to do that. Before we can ask them to go out and change the world, we have to make sure that they have an internal compass that they're really tuned in to how they're leading in order for them to really truly be effective. And that's really important. And I know this seems a long way from the tell, show, do, review model that we all grew up with, but how do we think that the people we're developing, the leaders we're developing are gonna be able to go and do what they need to do if they're not able to cultivate true empathy, really know how to treat people, really know what their purpose is, I think we need to influence them in a different way and not just actually doing something, but just being a great leader. Three, three, I think we need to tune in and I think we need to shift. And what I mean by that is that I'm a big fan of conferences. I love leadership development. I love conferences. I love going. I love learning from other leaders. Had a great talk this morning with Doug Wilmarth there in the back. I love being able to learn from other people. It's really, really important. 
However, when we send people to conferences, because we all do, and I love to do that as well, and they come back to these, you know, from these times of learning, a lot of times we unintentionally shut them down, right? Because we're really, really busy. We have a lot going on. They're really excited. They're all really passionate about what they learned. I've been that guy. I know what that's like to come back and want to change the world overnight, turn it all upside down, because I've got this great new thing to go do. Sometimes as leaders, we unintentionally shut that person down, and that's a mistake. So let's not do that. We need to tune in and be open to shifting the way that we've always done things while continuing to coach that person coming back from this conference through the change curve, because we know that not everything happens overnight. We know we can't do it all today. But what we can do is we can entrust them to take a piece of what they've learned and let them implement that in the business. And that's really important. And then number four is we need to be a guide and not an expert. When you're always the smartest person in the room, when you're always the smartest person in the room, it doesn't do much to create a collaborative environment and certainly not one in which people are comfortable asking a question they might be made to feel dumb about asking, right? Because nobody wants to do that. So when we are developing the team of people around us, we need to be able to ask the questions that we already know the answer to. It's not really the point. You're the expert. We need to be asking the questions we already know the answer to in an effort to draw out of them what they think and what they know. It's incredibly important. It's going to help coach them and guide them to the answers that they need. Yes, it's important that we develop leaders. Yes, we need to replace ourselves. I absolutely believe that. It's 100% true. It's at the core of who I am. We absolutely need to do that. But the real question is, who's developing you? It can be really lonely in leadership. It can be really lonely. This is a really hard job and a really hard business and a really hard industry. And if you're not actually operating a restaurant, you're helping to support someone who is. So we can spend so much time pouring into other people that we can run out of gas. And we can very quickly realize we don't have enough in the tank for us. And that's a problem. Because there's no one actually pouring into us. And while we know that nobody gets there alone, nobody achieves everything that we've achieved collectively alone. But we're also recognized as leaders for accomplishing so many things and for being able to do so much that we can be alone at the end of the day and realize that we don't have anything left to give. And this is not a solo flight. We cannot do it on our own. We have to surround ourselves with people who can support us, who can really be our check and balance and tell us what we need to hear, not just what we want to hear. Because if we don't do that, you will hit a wall. So what I've done over the last four and a half years is I've come up with six things I think we can do to develop our leadership as a leader. And it's, it's been a great thing for me to do because it's really, really caused me to challenge everything that I thought I knew, everything I knew, and, and really come up with some things that I could do differently. But here's the trick. We can do these things, but we can't do them alone. One, you need to have a mentor. We heard Jeff speak about this last night, right? He had two mentors that I heard him mention last night. So Fred DeLuca and then Kip, right? Those are really, really important people to have speak into your life as a leader. We need to have those mentors in our life. We need that trusted advisor who's already been where we are. 
who's already seen what we're about to experience. We need to allow them to be able to provide that sanity check for us as we all tend to operate in a bit of a silo. Two, we need to have some blank space in our schedules. I know this isn't popular to talk about, but we're overcommitted. We're overcommitted, way too full. We have meetings, conference calls, one-on-ones. Uh, we have investor calls. We have email. And that's just the work stuff. Think about the personal stuff that you're sacrificing right now in your life because you're too busy, because you don't have any intentional time scheduled for downtime. It's incredibly important. When you have that blank space on your calendar, it allows you to take those ideas you've had and be able to put some clarity around those, be able to think about those, be able to think those things through, think about what you need in terms of resources to develop those ideas. Three, read or listen to books. I'm a huge Audible fan. I love to listen to books. I drove up from Austin, and I, I had a book on the entire time uh, and some hollow notes, but that's another story. So, uh, but, but, but really, read books and listen to books. It's incredibly important. All kinds of books, business books and fiction and special interests, whatever it is that you're really passionate about, read it and listen to it because it can help you spark new ideas and innovation as well as it can help you kind of create those ideas a little more fully that you already have in your mind. Four, you need to write everything down. You need to take great notes. Even if you're in a meeting that you're giving, make sure you take notes when other people are talking. It does a couple of really important things. One, it always sets a great example for your team that what you're hearing is important too. It's not just what you're saying as a leader, but what you're hearing them say is important. It also allows you to process ideas and gain clarity in the way you think. I remember the first time I wrote a board recap for Chipotle, and I remember getting a call from Stephen Monte, and they really liked it, but they were asking me a lot of questions about it because they'd never seen one quite like this before, and I was pretty transparent. I don't have a problem in that area. So I was really transparent about what the opportunities that we had in the South were and what we needed to do better, and... It really challenged me when I wrote that to think about what I was writing. You know, one, is it true? Two, it, am I trying to make something sound better than it is? Am I trying to make something sound worse than it is? So write everything down as a leader. It's incredibly important. You need to invest in yourself. You need to find a conference like this. You need to go to it. You need to take someone with you. This might be somebody that you're mentoring. It might be something, it might be a person that has invested time in you and in your personal development. It might be someone that you're looking at trying to mentor. It could be a peer. It could be a colleague outside of your company. But take whoever it is with you. And then lastly, you need to be a mentor. The act of being a mentor and really paying that forward is crucial to your development as a leader. It brings your leadership development full circle. And it takes a lot of work and patience, but it's also incredibly gratifying. It allows you to draw something out of someone that you see in them, but they may not see in themselves. You're asking questions that you already know the answer to, and when that person that you're talking to connects the dots, they own that idea. That's exactly the point of leadership development. It also creates the opportunity for you, lead, for you to lead through example. Every time you teach something, you learn something every single time. So the ability to develop strong leaders will always be important to creating a strong organization. 
but our ability to allow ourselves to be developed will be the catalyst to make that be a reproducible model to help our leadership live beyond us, which is, of course, what we all want. If you have someone around you that can pour into you, help you see the obstacles that you have to your leadership that you might have a hard time seeing, you can see the wall, and you can make the adjustments that you need to to your leadership, and you can be more effective than you ever thought you could be. So take time to invest in yourself and allow others to invest in you as a leader. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Cutting the Onions podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We appreciate your continued support for the podcast and would love it if you would leave us a review and a rating wherever you consume podcast content. Thanks again for joining us today, and we'll see you back next week for another episode.